1: Hello, hello, episode nine on the New Truth Podcast, season two, solo episode with just me, Catherine, on a topic that I have been wanting to talk about for a long time that is at the core of the work I've been doing for the past 12 years with women, but that feels Even more ready to be shared in a new and different way since I've actually become a mother. So, today's episode is on healing the mother wound and how significant this is for women, on the way that it impacts our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with our bodies and the insidious nature of how not having a present, attuned, available, kind, warm mother has on us, you know? And I have yet to meet a woman that doesn't have some form of this. I believe pretty strongly that at the core of all relationship dysfunction and immaturity is the mother wound. And I believe that we are here, right? When we say we are here to become whole, which is to individuate, right? We are here to become the truth of who we are and that it is an unfolding journey of discovering who we are and reclaiming lost parts and rejected parts of ourselves. And that that's the work of personal development and that what we are all seeking is essentially our own love and the experience of being who we are, right? If we say that that's it, that can only happen through discovering the inner mother and father within, right? Through the healing of grieving what we didn't receive as children and really having compassion for that and then learning how to give that to ourselves rather than what everyone's doing around dating and relationships right now is chasing a parent Right. I I see people wanting to essentially crawl back into the womb (laughs) to have the experience of unconditional love and all of their needs perfectly met. And that's not how life works. But there's so much pain and struggle and angst around the unmothered woman and the inner critic voice. You know, Kate calls it the saboteur. And in many ways, your saboteur is essentially the critical mother right? Negative self-talk is one way the mother wound manifests. So if you've clicked this episode, then of course you're present enough that this might be manifesting in you in some way and you're aching to heal, to grow, to become whole. And that is the new thread of my work wholeness for women and growth and maturity and moving out of the the fairy tale and the cinderella and patriarchy idea that says we are less than we need to be rescued and saved and we're helpless and dependent rather than at the seat of our reclamation of ourselves and our power is healing the mother wound. And there are many, many, many different ways that this gets talked about. I am influenced by Jungian psychology and my own depth work. On top of Bethany Webster's work, who's essentially really claimed this as her work, she's written a book called Discovering the Inner Mother. I highly recommend that book, and I am currently enrolled in a Maiden to Mother training on how to work with women through these rites of passage and through myths and storytelling really support women moving out of maiden which is the the child right the the princess cinderella archetype into mother and this has nothing to do with whether or not you have children or want to have children but i will acknowledge how the mother wound comes up uh in motherhood and around motherhood so here we go what is what is the mother wound so the mother wound according to Bethany Webster is essentially the intergenerational pain that is passed down through lineages of women and the dysfunctional coping mechanisms that we form in order to not feel that pain. And it is also the wound of false beliefs about being a woman. So it's the pain of being a woman that is passed down through generation after generation after generation and the inability to feel it and the inability to challenge our beliefs about being a woman or what is good, quote unquote, and right about being a woman. And then, you know, having no tools to to handle pain and what's so So interesting to me, and I've talked about this before about new age spirituality is every religion since the beginning of time acknowledges that pain is a part of life, right? That suffering is a part of life. No one has a fucking perfect life. But Instagram and new age spirituality and, and pop psychology positivity makes it seem like there is a way for us to escape the givens of life. That if I just work on myself enough, if I become who I'm meant to be, if I manifest correctly, and if I just have positive thoughts, like then I'll never feel pain. And many people approach personal development from that place rather than. What depth work is, what real healing work is, is essentially becoming mother to ourselves, right? Becoming a friend to ourselves, becoming capable of handling life of both being the authority of our own life and being the creator of our reality and our experiences, right? Being able to influence our life, that's what power is, the ability to influence our life. And mothering ourselves, becoming whole, is the ability to be with the truths of life, the fact that things don't always go according to plan, that pain is a part of life, that hardship and suffering is going to happen, that things won't always go our way, and we can be with that in a meaningful and warm and compassionate and kind way. Being a mother to ourselves is recognizing that the truth really is we are the love that we are seeking, our own love and affirmation and care. And so much of the gift of coaching is that through being in the presence of an affirming, warm, compassionate, encouraging voice, you find that voice within Right, discovering the inner mother, becoming a mother to ourselves, is no longer being critical, judgmental, um, uh, rejecting, right? right of self, and learning how to affirm oneself, and nothing. Nothing is more threatening to patriarchy than a woman who loves herself and believes that she is enough. And a woman who doesn't have to justify or defend her choices or her experiences. And most of all, a woman who doesn't look outside of herself to find her sense of self-worth. But when we don't have a mother, when we don't have a personal mother who is affirming that for us, life gets really freaking hard. So if you've been here for a while, you've heard my story. My mother does not listen to my podcast. <laughs> um, And I'm on the other side of so much personal healing work. But my mother was mentally ill. Um, My mother was full of rage. My mother was critical and judgmental. My mother absolutely shamed me. And my mother did not love herself, did not take care of herself and essentially was not a safe person. Of course, I went on to become an alcoholic and a love addict and a codependent, right? Like, like the, one of the most healing things that's ever been said to me was Catherine, you were set up. And I've often said that to clients Right. Like how else could you be behaving in relationship based on the childhood that you have had? And that does not mean you are doomed. Right. The first experience of validation and out of the shame of being a woman, which is that I'm bad and wrong and thinking that all the struggles you're having in relationship is just because you're messed up and broken rather than, oh, my gosh, I am a product of my experience in childhood and therefore I can change it. And working with the child part that says, I am bad and wrong, and it's all my fault. And instead of saying it's your fault or or, you are wrong, we say there was something wrong with your childhood home. There was something wrong with what was happening. That's the beginning of healing. So becoming a mother to myself has been quite possibly the most important journey I've ever been on. And if you decide to become a mother, let me tell you, you'll find out. How deep the personal work you've done around your own childhood has been true or not, because of what happens when you have a child. It's all front and center. You're going to be swimming in it, especially if you've never done any work around it. So, the pain, right? The pain of being a woman, that's the mother wound that's been passed on from generation after generation with dysfunctional coping skills on how to be with it. So, the pain of being a woman comes out in these four ways. One, Comparison. An aspect of the mother wound is comparing yourself to other women, other women. And I had a mother who outwardly said, why can't you be like Sarah in class or outwardly said, why do you have to like or be interested in X? Why can't you be interested in Y? you know, in in elementary school, we have to, well, in my elementary school, we were invited to choose an instrument. And on my worksheet, like you picked your top three, my top three were trumpet, drums, and I can't remember the third one now that I think about it, maybe like trombone, saxophone, saxophone, trumpet, drums, and saxophone. That's what I wanted to play and learn how to play. My mother took that form that she was supposed to sign and wrote violin, clarinet, and flute. And I got the clarinet. Let me tell you, I was very surprised when I got the fucking clarinet because that wasn't on my original list. (laughs) So these little micro moments where the message that's being sent from the woman who is supposed to be your safe place is saying who you are is not enough. So, comparison and shame are the first two components of how the mother wound manifests. Comparing yourself, which means I, I'm not good enough, right? As I am. That's what comparison is, right? She's better. She's prettier. She's stronger. She's faster. She's whatever, right? I'm not good enough is comparison. And at the root of shame is who I am is bad, right? I'm less than. And that's the message of patriarchy, <laughs> right? That women are less than. Attenuation. This is to be small in order to be loved. Whether that looks like how you think your body is supposed to look small, your personality, right? This is on the other side of don't be too much. Don't be too loud. Don't be too bold. You might don't be a bitch, right? Be good and complacent and well-behaved and small, right? Don't have opinions. That's the mother wound at play. And then lastly, guilt. And I've had very interesting conversations with mothers lately about mother guilt and really recognizing that it's a conditioned feeling. Like it's not just something you have to deal with. Like Being guilty in motherhood is a manifestation of the mother wound and patriarchal culture that I should be a certain way. Guilt in the mother wound is guilty for wanting, right? Guilty for wanting more than I currently have guilty for wanting to do things outside of the box, right? In motherhood, it's like guilty for being away from your child because according to patriarchy, according to many generations of beliefs of women in families is mothers are self-sacrificing, beings, right? Selfless. Oh, she's so selfless. She's so selfless rather than becoming whole. You know, I had a conversation this morning about around the mother guilt and and really the truth of that. uh, A woman who is whole knows her gifts and her limitations, and she is unashamed about it. Unashamed. So you have these four components as the way the pain manifests. Comparison, shame, attenuation, and guilt. We've done many episodes around comparing yourself to other women. And I hope this takes you to another layer deeper that when you compare, you're sending the message that who you are is not enough, right? That when you feel shame, you're sending a message that you're not allowed to be who you are. And inside our personal development, new age culture right now, a lot is you're not allowed to fucking struggle, right? You're not allowed to be having a hard time. But of course, I can't even begin to tell you. So my daughter's been sick, really, really sick for the past week. And there have been days when I've just said when literally what's come out of my mouth is, gosh, you are having a hard time. And I'm here with you in that hard time. How many of us need to hear that? How many of us have needed to hear that? right? That you are a wonderful, worthy, and good person who's having a hard time right now or having a hard time with X. But most of us had emotionally immature mothers, right? Who weren- didn't do any work on themselves and weren't accountable and weren't in their power and weren't doing healing work. And they passed on their inner self-talk, right? Mothers who were jealous of their daughters, mothers who rejected their daughters because they rejected the feminine and, and being a woman so deeply, right? Mothers who just only loved their sons and not their daughters. That's still the case, right? We still live in that world. This is such big work. <clears throat> this is such big work to do to heal, And recognizing that unfortunately, the way to heal is by seeing where there's pain, by acknowledging the pain of what you didn't receive and grieving the mother that you didn't have, knowing that you absolutely deserved better and deserved more, but that a romantic partner is now not coming to give you the childhood you should have had, that there is no womb you can crawl back into, but there is a place you can call home. And that is in your own body and your own heart. If I, I also believe that almost, I, I believe all body image issues <laughs> are mother issues. Body image issue is rejecting who you are, rejecting the feminine, rejecting the archetypal energy of non-linear life. (laughs) We're not all supposed to look linear, right? That's what's thin, linear. Mother is the container that nurtures, nourishes, holds, and sustains through the givens of life, that everything changes, that pain is part of life, that things don't go according to plan, and that perfection does not exist. The love that we are all seeking is the love of mother and the mother that lives within the mother wound manifests in relationship through these four things, comparison, shame, attenuation, and guilt. It also manifests in all of the dysfunctional survival behaviors like people pleasing, like pretending we are need, like, oh, I have no need. So i be selflessness being needless and wantless, like thinking there's a certain way we should be. This is why I can't stand the current teachings around masculine and feminine energy. And I do offer that in my containers from the principles of Jungian psychology right? From the principle of archetypal energy, it is not personal. Masculine and feminine energy is not perfect. It is not masculine to lead. The feminine also fucking leads, right? That's a personal overlay on these energies. So it's a personal overlay on the energy to say, oh, feminine looks a certain way or behaves a certain way or says a certain thing when dating. That's why it's so hard, right? When you have people with the mother wound, when you have so many of us that have struggled to be who we are and you have dating advice, that's like, be authentic, be who you are. But we don't even fucking know. We don't even know who we are. So just be yourself doesn't work because so many women have spent so much time beating themselves up, comparing themselves to other women, shooting all over themselves, perfecting themselves, Obsessing about who, about who they think they're supposed to be, trying to shift and be and shape who they are in order to be loved, that just be yourself becomes meaningless. And that's why everybody eats up all the like do this to be loved dating. And that doesn't work. First, Pers- the real work, this is hard work becoming a mother to ourselves. It is hard work, and every woman has to wrestle that inner critic to the ground stand that voice down the that that one day you just say stop no i'm not gonna talk to myself like this anymore i'm going to cultivate the voice of the mother that i have always needed the unconditional loving affirming attuned present voice that says, my daughter, I'm so happy you are mine. I can't believe I get to love you. I can't believe I get to be with you. I love who you are. I love taking care of you. I love being with you. You are magical. You are worthy. You are enough. You are beautiful because you're you. You are brave and special and smart and you have gifts that only you can bring to the world. And you are having a hard time right now and that's okay because I'm here with you. The mother inside is also the mother that can say, we don't we don't chase men. We don't pretend to be someone that we're not. We don't rescue people from what's theirs to be responsible for. The mother's not just talking to our inner child from warmth and love. The mother also sets loving limits. The the mother is fierce. (laughs) And that's the practice. We all can dream, right? You, You know, I did another exercise with a client just today. You can imagine on a movie screen the things that you wished your mother said to you. You have a dream and vision about what you wish was done and what you wish someone would say. And that's the beginning of finding the inner mother, right? Write that down. What is it that you needed to hear? What is it that you long to hear? What is it that you tell yourself you need to hear from your romantic partner, but that you never say to yourself, you know, Boundary, like loving limits and boundaries is part of mothering, part of loving ourselves. And it is the truth that loving ourselves is what will save us. Loving ourselves is the greatest threat to a patriarchal society that says we, can, we want to control women. You are not helpless, you are not powerless, but this is the work taking care of yourself. My mother, I witnessed, it's so funny. I didn't witness self-sacrifice. Like my, I didn't have a mother that like did everything for her kids. I had a mother who just neglected herself. Like chronic self-neglect was, was always angry and stressed and depleted and never asked for help. So my codependency looked like that. And I very rarely meet a woman or start working with a woman who's doing an exquisite job of caring for herself. This is the mother wound. And this is step one of healing. Take exquisite care of yourself. Which means what do I need movement, rest, girlfriends, laughter, play, nature, food. Hey, gosh, do you, do you eat enough? <laughs> like, do you eat until you're satisfied? Do you eat food that is alive and nourishing? Self-neglect is the, a manifestation of the mother wound. And for me, my, my first greatest act of self-care was not drinking alcohol. And I didn't, I didn't stand a chance at any healing or personal development work when I was an alcoholic. And self-care does not have to just be this like n- another thing for you to do. Self-care is about nurturing yourself, nourishing yourself. What do you do when you're sick? Do you push through the mother wound also manifests as that, pushing. And that's what I witnessed. That was my mom. Push, push, push. Go, go, go. Never rest. Never stop. Never laugh. Never play. And now I'm watching m- mothers, you know, fill every second of every day. with as, Like, kids don't fucking need a new activity every two seconds. They don't need to be endlessly entertained, but that's what we do to ourselves. Endless entertainment, swiping, scrolling, buying shit we don't need. We don't know how to just be. And that's the inner mother that I'm here and I'm listening. Tell me, tell me my daughter, what is on your heart? And I'm listening and there's nowhere to go and nowhere to be. So self-care, right? Ending neglect of self is the beginning of the path of healing the mother wound. Then it's working on cultivating the voice of the inner mother. Loving, compassionate, kind, affirming. Being proud of yourself. Then it's celebrating yourself, right? I would say the third aspect of healing is about that, right? How many of you can just say, I'm proud of myself and let yourself feel that, right? There's there's a reason in, in many women's circles com- in, in empowerment communities, they call it bragging, right? Women celebrating their wins and what they love and what they're proud of in front of other women because the opposite of attenuation, right? Which is being small in order to be loved. We do this to each other with other women. This isn't just in romantic relationship. The opposite of attenuation is celebration. My mother has never said, I'm proud of you, never. And we're never not needing, right? To hear that and want that, right? Many women without this healing will stay, will be attenuated to stay small in order to please their mother, or they feel guilty if they have more opportunities than their mother had, rather than, and if you listen to my interview on Midlife Muse, with mid- the midlife muse, I talked about this about what I want for my daughter. I want her to be more than I am, right? I want to break the generational cycle of selfless, self neglecting, small women. And I've I've done that in my own even before she came along. I've done that, but now it's about her. Right. Women who are not healed feel threatened by their daughters being more than they are. Celebrating yourself. Right. Celebrating your friends, celebrating other women. And now we're in the what's the only celebration for women. Right. Is a baby shower and a wedding. Right. Women can have like 15 degrees and still feel not enough. So a way to heal the mother wound is start beginning an active practice around what you're proud of and what you're celebrating about yourself. And then especially celebrating other women, right? Kate always anchors back into into healing sisterhood because that's another way of actually healing the mother wound. Letting yourself be nourished by other women. So this, so healing the mother wound and cultivating the inner mother is not just like now I have to do this by myself in my own home. This is I create the environment that nourishes, sustains, and supports me, which looks like having girlfriends that contribute to that loving and warm energy. The mother wound can manifest in a woman's compulsion to have a baby. There is a difference between this is a desire I have in my heart and a compulsion, just like there's a big difference between saying I want a partner versus I have a compulsion to get married. The compulsion to have a baby obsession, if that's like driving every decision in your life, that's now a complex that has taken over. And that is about the loss of the infant within that's screaming that there is no inner mother. The mother wound manifested for me in early postpartum by thinking there was a right way to do things and never feeling good enough. It was never and en- it was never enough. Right there's the comparison wound. I've had to work very hard and right and I'm someone who's been on a personal development journey for 15 years. I've had to work very hard to hold myself on the days that are hard. To hold myself when I'm struggling, to be proud of myself, to let it be enough, to become the woman, right? Being a quote-unquote good mom. You can't it's it's a role that that's it's an illusion just like a good girlfriend or a good wife. Like that's a script. Becoming the mother that I want to be, the mother that I am. Not the mother I think I should be. Not the woman I think I should be. This is the work of healing. And I've had to work to calm my inner critic. I've had to work on the days when I am exhausted and absolutely depleted to lean on the woman, the mother that's inside, and then to lean on the energetic archetype. When I am rocking my baby at night on the days when I have been exhausted and barely able to stand up, I don't just call on my own energy to hold her. I imagine somebody rocking me. And the most vulnerable and, tr- and truth of motherhood is all the love and affirmation that you're giving your kid. You have to give yourself. They need to hear it, but they also need to feel that that's how you're carrying yourself. Because in many ways, my mother would say, and she did, she did say, I love you. I'm sure that there were times when she affirmed me or was excited about things about me, but it overshadowed, like it it couldn't be felt because all the negative things were louder. But it doesn't, it didn't matter what she said, right? Because the negative things that were happening were so much louder or whatever she said, like you are brave, you are, you are, you know, you can, you can do anything, right? You can, your all your dreams can come true. It wasn't embodied. It wasn't a message that was transmitted from an embodied place. And, and I think about this, right? How if you are literally spending thousands of dollars to change your appearance or obsessed about your appearance, how are you going to talk to your daughter about beauty? How are you going to tell her that who she is, is enough? How are you going to tell her that who she is, is beautiful if you constantly are changing everything about you? How are you going to teach her that she can handle the givens of life that Things will not always go according to plan. She will not always get what she wants. Pain and heartache will be a part of her life and you will be here as a loving present witness with her and then she'll learn how to hold herself and do that for herself and not fall apart and not victimize herself and not be small and stop taking risks because of that. Learning how to reparent myself in the presence of my daughter. I did. I've done a lot. I mean, reparenting work is the core of my work. This is what I do. This is my expertise coming home, healing, depth work, intuitive knowing reclamation of your bone knowing and and truth, especially in how you mother, if you choose to be a mother, it's an ongoing practice. And it's not done. This is the mother too. It's being with seasons and cycles, not perfection. Oh, now I love myself and I'm all set. The mother is devoted to the practice, devoted to the spiritual seeking, (laughs) devoted to life and life force energy and giving herself what she needs. And mothering is about interdependency, modeling that as I tend to her needs now, appropriately teach her that there are things that she can do for herself and that there are things that she can ask for help for and that there is no shame in asking for help. Lastly, a way to cultivate the inner mother is through creativity and joy. Creative projects like I mean, literally anything, dance, writing poetry, writing songs, painting, coloring, anything that's just for the sake of creating to stir and awaken the inner mother, the inner feminine, the archety- archetypal energy and laughing and playing. God, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, I couldn't relax for so long. I mean, everyone the comments were always like, you're so serious. You're so serious. You're so serious. That wasn't who I am. That that's not my personality, right? That's why if you've been following me for a while, you know, my funny reels. Well, you might not realize how significant doing these funny reels about dating have actually been for my healing journey. Cause I was never considered the funny one. Cause I was too traumatized. I couldn't feel joy and I couldn't relax. That's the practice. And this is how you begin. You practice. You celebrate who you are in front of your friends. You f- celebrate in front of your children, right? You become, you become whole when you no longer reject any aspects of yourself, you're no longer telling yourself there's someone you should be. You're no longer playing small. You're no longer comparing yourself to other women or comparing yourself to some illusion of the perfect mother or the perfect girlfriend or the perfect woman or the perfect life wife. You just are who you are and you're conscious of the choices and and accountable to the choices that you are making. I can't delight in my daughter without also delighting in me. And my daughter is not responsible for my inner child. Unpopular opinion. A lot of people talk about that, that reparenting is about recognizing that your child is who your inner child needs. Like, no. (laughs) There's the magical child, and then there's the wounded inner child. The wounded inner child is mine. She's mine to take responsibility for. A meshment in mothering with the mother wounds looks like mothers who need their children to approve of them, who need their children to validate them, who need their ch- her, their children to love them. It's my daughter doesn't have to love me. It's my job to love her and give her what she needs, but she's not responsible for how I feel about myself that's really not healthy and how many parents are unwilling to set loving limits or unwilling to be the leader of their family because they're unwilling to have their children be upset at them or unwilling to have anyone be upset about the- at them right there's the mother wound i don't ruffle any feathers people please people pleasing will not empower your children And it will not empower your relationship and it will not empower you. It's an ongoing journey of discovering that voice, the inner mother who has always existed, the wellspring of wholeness and compassion and unconditional love that you are seeking is right here inside of you. And the work of healing is coming home. So I'm going to read something. It's a quote that's in Bethany Webster's book, and want to offer that I am doing one on one work right now. What I am most interested in are women who want long body work, want to really go deep into their own personal healing and reclaim lost parts of themselves and learn how to mature into the sovereign, powerful, self-actualizing authority to themselves, women and, and in the, in the realm of that end up creating healthy relationships and healthy parenting and, I will have a group offering that I'm very excited about, but unlike my old offerings, it's going to be a really intimate circle. So if you have listened to this, if you've followed me, if you are a mother now and you've been aching for someone to walk you through the identity shifts and, or you're already in partnership and the dating work doesn't speak to you anymore. This is the evolution of my work, right? I will still, you know, teach about dating, but really what I, what I love now and who I love working with are women that are in partnership, women that want to be mothers, women who are mothers and are wrestling with all of the things inside of them that are in the way of them hearing their inner knowing. So I am here for you. The way to reach out is by applying to work with me with the link in my bio on Instagram or on Facebook, or just send me a message at hi at Katherine and say you're from the podcast and we can we can get started. So I'm so looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode and and how it moved you. And I'll leave you with this. This is a quote from Linda Ruther, um, a poem featured in her book, Her Words. And the great mother said, Come, my child, and give me all that you are. I am not afraid of your strength and darkness, of your fear and pain. Give me your tears. They will be my rushing rivers and roaring oceans. Give me your rage. It will erupt into my molten volcanoes and rolling thunder. Give me your tired spirit. I will lay it to rest in my soft meadows. Give me your hopes and dreams. I will plant a field of sunflowers and arch rainbows in the sky. You are not too much for me. My arms and heart welcome your true fullness. There is room in my world for all of you, all that you are. I will cradle you in the boughs of my ancient red woods and the valleys of my gentle rolling hills. My soft wings, winds will sing you lullabies and soothe your burdened heart. Release your deep pain. You are not alone, and you have never been alone. And just like the episode we just did about transforming the fear of being alone, at the root of that fear and that worry is abandonment, and at the root of abandonment is the mother wound. You are never alone. You are spectacular. Come home Come into the fullness of who you are, discover how powerful you are, and learn how to cultivate powerful partnership, powerful parenting, powerful friendships in which the energy of everyone around you is full and nourished and alive. See you next week.
0: Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast.